Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, how are you? Um, thanks for returning. This is episode three of the Dangerous Dinners podcast. I'm your host, Tom Green. And you know how this works by now, I suppose. Three episodes in. A guest comes over to my house. We spin a giant roulette wheel of food. Whatever it lands on, we have to order and eat. Blah, 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 blah. You get it, don't you? You know the drill. It's basically just an opportunity to drink a load of lovely wine with a lovely guest. And today's guest is the one and only Gracie. Um, people say, people in the know, that she is the uh, UK music industry's hottest property right now. Not me that said that. Other people. Uh, the mastermind behind tunes from Rita Ora, Ollie Murs, Ray, Jonas Blue. You may know her from her song with 220 Kid. That went top 10 in the UK. Swipe left, swipe right. And only in my time. That one there. That banger. Also, Vivo's one to watch this year. She's basically massive. Um, We've got an hour in her company. That's the plan today. Now, before I start, can I ask you a favor, please? Um, If you've not subscribed to the podcast yet, why don't you give that a go? I would really appreciate that. Um, Why don't you also leave me a five-star review? I'd appreciate that as well. And maybe tell a friend. Hey, if everyone that was listening to this right now told a friend about the podcast... We'd have about five more listeners. So I'd, that would be great for me. That would really boost us up the rankings. Yeah, send us flying up the uh, Apple podcast lists. While you're there, why don't you also subscribe? In fact, I'll give everyone a second to go and do this right now. If you've if you've not left a comment yet down there, why don't we just do it now before we even begin? Scroll down. You can't do this on Spotify. It's like an Apple thing only. Scroll down and leave a comment. That's a very kind comment. Thank you so much. You're making me blush with the nice things that you're saying. Five stars. Thank you so much. And yes, subscribe. Scroll back up and subscribe. That means you'll get this podcast for free every single week when we drop an episode on a Thursday directly in your inbox. But enough dilly-dallying. Let's begin. In fact, actually, before we before we begin, um, I think both Gracie and I were quite drunk by the end of this podcast record. Um, little game to play. Why don't you just try and work out exactly what time the drunkenness begins properly? I think it's about 25 minutes in personally. Why don't you um, why don't you check it out? Anyway, should we begin? The Dangerous Dinners Podcast with your host, Tom Green. One celebrity guest, one spin of the roulette wheel, and a tour of the best and worst takeaways, which are delivering to us tonight. What will it land on? We let fate decide. Up for grabs today, we have the poorly reviewed Kansas Fried Chicken, everybody's favorite, Lahore Karahi, and if it all goes wrong, Pizza Palace. But before we do that, it's time to meet our celebrity guest. 
They're famous, they're funny, and they just arrived downstairs. It's time to bring them up. Please welcome. It's Gracie! Party, party. Party, party. You can clap yourself if oh. you want. Hey, party, party. Woohoo! Hello. Hello there. How are we? I'm very good, Gracie. How are you? Fabulous. I've got some wine. I'm vibing. Yeah. I'm ready to rock. For the first time on the Dana Dinners podcast, we've not just turned up and gone. You've chilled out and had a wine. <laughs> we played with your dog. We've had a great time. We've had a really lovely half an hour. 100%. Before we've even we've even started. So you came here today straight from a session. I did. Showbiz. We had some songs. So you got dropped off in a car straight from a session. How was the session today? It was really good. I actually wrote three songs, uh, which was super productive for me. Uh, on a normal day, it's uh, at best maybe a chorus. <laughs> uh, so I was really on, on top form today. And now um, I'm chilling out with some wine. Did you write a killer hit? Um, I don't know about killer hit, but it was definitely vibey. One of them was super weird. Like I like to do like more of a kind of mainstreamy one, and then completely the opposite, like the craziest song you've ever heard, um, and kind of find a middle ground in the last one. Okay. So highly likely none of them will ever be released, but you know we'll see. We'll vibe. It's a triple whammy. It's a triple whammy. The, the album's done. <laughs> <laughs> one session. How does it work in these sessions? I want you to talk me through like exactly when you walk in the room, what happens? Do you go, hey, I've hung this thing and I want to make it a song? Yeah, it kind of depends each time. Like it depends who you're working with, if you work with them before. A lot of the time now it's like Zoom sessions. So it's like really hard to just kind of work over Zoom. You usually have to be sent tracks and you can like play things that you're into. So I have like a couple of singles like ready. So I've been like playing those and then we'll get vibes. And then as soon as we got like chords or like a cool like idea, um, I usually find the concept after that. So I'll kind of go, oh, this reminds, these chords kind of bring up a memory or like a feeling and then I'll kind of write off that so yeah at the minute I'm really obsessed with doing like complete opposite so if the track is like really sad I'm about I'm gonna make it a club banger I'm gonna <laughs> put some twos on there make everyone smile um so you know it changes each time you never know you know it's it's all it's magic it's so just, it's it's uh I'm a magician you do sound like a magician yeah so it's, it's magic so it's pretty cool what I do <laughs> is it ever awkward does it is it ever like we are not getting anything here Oh my god, yes, one hundred, one thousand percent. But I feel like it's all part of the, all part of it. It's like you'll have a session which you'll be like so excited for, and you'll be like, oh my god, hype yourself up, get there. Might be the worst session of your life, oh, like no. could possibly. Um, and then you'll go along the next day, and you'll be like, that was really bad. Like I absolutely don't want to go today, and end up writing like the song that changes your life. And I think that's why I love music because it's like you, you can't tell. It's all just about the feeling and stuff. You never know what you're gonna get. You never know what you're gonna get, and that's what's like special about it. I think. I heard you get inspiration from people on public transport. Is that I do. true? I do. Well, not anymore, but no. um, uh, maybe just the odd park fellow parksman <laughs> walking around. <laughs> Is that a term? Uh, certainly not. Parksman. No way. Shall we make it a term? I think. You know what? As well, you know when you say something and then you're like, I really hope everyone just lets that slide. I really hope that parksman was gonna go under the radar there. Not and, with me. And, we, and not with you. Not with you. Okay. I pulled, I pulled parksman right up. 
up, Are put it like, on the table and made everyone look at it. Dictionary? <laughs> so, everyone stop. I don't think pot was a word. <laughs> I don't, I've looked at the dictionary. No, it's not. Um, but I used to. I used to quite like quite like it. I used to like get the tube home like after sessions quite late and just sit on the tube whilst everyone else around me was drunk and just like listening on their conversations because my phone died. I just feel like... Yeah, I mean, he was a dick, and oh yes, you should you should just leave her. Like, just yeah. like literally in my brain, just like, well, that's a messy situation. But <laughs> it's nice because it gives you an opportunity to write something that isn't just you know your life. It, you can kind of put yourself into people's shoes and stuff. Yeah, get some good lines off people. Um, every time I have a guest on, I write them a big intro. Oh, fun. Okay, which I always I'm always supposed to do as soon as we start the podcast. Okay. I, I always forget. Okay, okay. Would, Grace, would you like to hear yours? Oh, I'm nervous. Too. I feel like everyone else is going to be so cool. Mine's going to be like, she is cool and fun. <laughs> and she likes cats and dogs. Here she is. It's Gracie. <laughs> no, I think I've written you a really good one. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm ready to hear. Okay. She's UK music's hottest property right now. The mastermind behind tunes from Rita Ora, Ollie Murs, Ray and Jonas Blue. Swipe left, swipe right. You're not going to want to miss her. <laughs> See what I did there? I love that. Thanks. Her single with 220 Kid went top 10 in the UK. She's a force to be reckoned with. Tipped by Vivo as the one to watch this year. She's just started and she's in my kitchen right now. It's Gracie. Hooray! Oh, that was really kind. Thank you. I feel like I might put that in my Instagram bio. So if you could just set, copy and paste that over to me. Control C, control V. Control Z, control V. Drop the pin. Done. Done. Sorted. All true, though. All those things. Yeah. Very fun. Very fun. I actually um, found out today that Don't Need Love went platinum. So I'm very overexcited this morning. I did a small tap dance alone in my flat. So that was fun. Uh, Yeah. Celebrations, man. Lockdown. It's crazy. Who told you? Who told you it went platinum? It was a little WhatsApp message from my manager, Jazz. uh, In all caps. And And that was the vibe. So have that boy. Jeez, and then I just sent a nice me and two twenty kid exclusively communicating voice notes on WhatsApp and or Instagram. Strong. So it's it's great until you need to reference something that you know you have to be like, oh, what date did he say that we're gonna jump in this year? Okay, oh, I have to listen note. to every voice note we've ever sent. <laughs> I've uh, got to listen to a really crap podcast between me and only him. <laughs> it's a, it's a great podcast, but yeah. two twenty kid. Now, the man behind Wellerman. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was actually in with Bill and Ted, who uh, also did Don't Need Love. They were like, um, kind of worked on that tune as well. I was in the room with them like two days before um, the Wellerman dropped. And they were all just like freaking out because they'd done this amazing like remix. Yeah. I, I honestly was in the studio and I heard, the, I heard that remix about maybe 25 times <laughs> they're like doing the mix and they're like oh like we're trying to get out by friday we're just trying to sort everything out we don't know if it's gonna happen yeah. and then it drops on friday and it's like number two in the charts the next week and it's like is it number two? i think it's number two yeah it went everywhere it's so good it was like on the billboard hot 100 or something yeah i mean that's just what it's a the mi- hell and also i feel like it's gonna keep growing because it's like this lockdown song like it's go- it, i mean if it doesn't i'll be i'll be really upset shout out to 20 kid shout, I, he's my he's my boy i so. know y- you get on really well right yeah he's he's wicked he's such he's a really loved person i'm glad he liked sea shanties because i also loved it and my girlfriend hated it and didn't understand it 
and I played the sea shanties in this kitchen non-stop for like an hour. Like an hour. Seriously? And she hated it. I thought it was Weatherman for so long and no. I was searching Weatherman and I was like, why is this song not coming up? I was really upset and confused. Um, well, what's the dangerous thing this podcast, by the way? We're, I mean, we're already 15 minutes in and we've not even started. Okay, okay. Well, this um, is going to be interesting. So, you know the idea, we've got a giant wheel which is next to you. Gorgeous um, wheel. Whatever it lands on, we have to eat tonight. There's loads of takeaways on there. Loads of people don't believe the wheel exists. Um, I can confirm it's, it's real, for sure. Definitely. Um, it's beautiful. Thanks. On there tonight, we've got loads of fun things. Meze. Mm -hmm. Dirty fried chicken, hot curry, mm -hmm. uh, posh Turkish, Nando's, posh burgers, pizza, fish and chips, kebabs, yes, wings, KFC, Mackey's. Um, is there anything that you're hoping for tonight? I'm hoping for a little meze. You said the worst thing when you walked in tonight, which is you said, mm. Tom, I'm a fussy eater. I am a fussy eater. Um, I am. It's it's dreadful. And I'm, I honestly, I should be shamed into being a normal eater. But yeah. I am the kind of person that will be like, can I get the burger without the bun, the ingredients <laughs> and the plate? I'll have the burger, but without the bun and the beef. And all, and yes, and everything. And, and just give me a plate of chips. Thank you. Me and my girlfriend had the biggest argument we've ever had in our life about her being a fussy eater are you a fussy eater absolutely not yeah that's okay why we, and, I, and this is why we had an argument okay i understand okay where were we we're in dubai <laughs> no we're in abu dhabi Okay. Okay. So you, so you want meze tonight? That would be your go-to. I would, or a Nando's, because uh, you can't really go wrong with a Nando's because you can, you can do what you want with it. If you're really hungry, you can go in. If you're not, you know, you can go a bit cleaner. Yeah. You know. Um, Gracie, do you want to find out what we're having for dinner tonight? Yeah. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we do it? Uh, so you need to hold the top of the wheel, like. Uh, no, the, yeah, because if you don't, it'll fall over. It's <laughs> 60 quid. Um, real high quality. You ready to spin the wheel? Three, two, one. Posh burgers! Posh burgers! when I walked in as well. I Gracie, didn't say it on the podcast, did I? Gracie on the way in said, I'll be happy as long as it's anything but posh burgers. Oh no, this is going to be so embarrassing. I'm actually going to order not what I would normally <laughs> order because it's too embarrassing. Um, posh burgers. So I think tonight we're going to go with the the shakes place. The, the famous okay. shakes. Shakes. Yeah, I, yes. I have to beep when you say that. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, the shakes place. Um, I can't believe that just happened. That's such a shame. That is so funny. Out of anything you could have had, you got the exact thing you didn't want. Whoop. So I'm going to go for the just the standard straight down the middle burger. Right. Because it's, it's fun. I'm going to add pickle though, because I quite like pickle. Okay. I'm going to add that. And I want to add something a little bit random to try. It is dangerous dinners, after all. Amen. It is dangerous dinners, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, okay, I'm going to get the burger. Gorgeous. And I'm also, I might throw in there the shroom burger. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. No, we we uh, try anything. Yeah. We'll try anything once. Okay, shroom burger's in there. I'm also going to get some. Man's got cheesy fries. Cheese. <laughs> right, okay. Let me give Cheese. you the food. Cheese. <laughs> see if we get that. Woohoo. Okay, cool. Let's let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Um, yes, please. Yes, please. Okay, what am I going to go for? Doo-doo. 
Right, I think we've got our order. Um, Whoop. Burger for me. Burger for you. Shroom burger for the table. Cheese fries. Uh, and normal fries. Um, I mean, we've done so much of the podcast, I've not even asked you any questions. Should we start the chat? Let's start the chat. Hey, Gracie, how the hell was lockdown? It was actually okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. You know what? It was super weird because I felt at times like crazy low, crazy sad, but it was also weirdly my career highlight. You know, it really happened COVID's for me. COVID's been good for you. COVID kind of, uh, who knew that a global <laughs> pandemic was what I needed to thrive? Um, <laughs> you know, COVID thriving um, as am I, I yeah, guess. Sure. Uh, which isn't, you know. Just so. like COVID, I'm doing really well in 2021. Well, we hope we hope not so much COVID, yeah. but, um, you know, COVID was really trying to be the star here it so was, yeah. yeah yeah so that's a big mess but yeah no it was overall it's all right i felt like it was really nice to have that time with my i went back to my parents with my brother and we had like um we had some good times we definitely you know we vibed didn't you move back in with your parents when your voice packed in i did i did so for people that don't know about this you got modules what it's called nodules nodules so close nodules modules yeah uh, it that's is why a, i never became a doctor yeah it modules as in like year seven science <laughs> let's go yeah yeah equally as bad but um yeah no got got nodules yeah um so you got nodules did you feel like that was might could have been like the end of your career i guess that was quite scary 2019 was not the year of gracie for sure even though it's the year i released my first single um i'd been like writing for other artists up until like 2019 and i felt like it was like this huge kind of point and i was like oh my god like this is my year you know at the beginning of the year and you say this is my year absolute jinx is it yeah not to your year opposite opposite of your year so um yeah i started like i released i think a song two songs and then i like lost my voice and i was like in la and i wasn't speaking unless i was in a session and i still lost my voice and it's just like crazy scary because like you have this whole plan and this whole like exciting lead up to something and then you can't tour you i lost my voice for three two months three months i couldn't sing which obviously you know when you have to go and tell your label that not ideal (laughs) not ideal at all so how did you know you were getting it how does it just hurt i feel like I feel like Emily heard my voice before. Like it was like crazy husky. Yeah. And I always just thought like that was me, but I used to write like five, six days a week. Cause I, I just like love it. And I think as well, when you first get into the industry, I was like 16 when I first 18 or something, when I first like got my first car and um, wrote my songs for other people and stuff. So I was like so raring and ready for it. And then um, over that time, I just wasn't looking after it properly. And I had, uh, my brother has nodules as well. And he's not a singer. So it's like, oh wow, it's just obviously like, I think the way I learned to speak was wrong. So I had to go to speech therapy, but. Oh my God, I didn't know any of this. Yeah, no, it's, um, it was honestly like, it was a really weird, I'm quite, uh, I feel like I'm quite a bright person. Like, especially outwardly i feel like i try and spread like um good vibes but i think it was quite a dark time and i was going through a weird like phase where obviously it was like my first time being like putting myself out there like different things which my first single was like about an ex and it was like really exposing um so yeah my my like first ep was called imposter syndrome because it's just about all the old messy situations of, yeah. of expose expose myself um but yeah no it was it was super hard is the story about you crying to your manager in la over breakfast true yes 
Yeah. So we were at the uh, Mondrian Hotel. Been there, lovely. Gorgeous. I was having my favourite breakfast in the whole world, literally. Granola. It sounds actually really, really lame when I say that granola. It did sound lame. It did sound lame. I saw your face and you were like, I'm really upset with you. But it's so crazy out there. Like they give you the craziest portions. I eat granola until the sun comes down. Um, and just it's exquisite. 10 out of 10. I was not happy by the old granola that day. Certainly not. So basically I was supposed to go to LA um, in april the month before and i was supposed to like go and i was supposed to like meet benny blanco and i was like literally had he's cool he's awesome and like like i like we had a little texty one too and we were like benny blanco yeah like i was so ready to go and like get out it was like my first proper time out there especially being 21 so i was just like ready and raring to go and then um i had to push it back because i i knew i had nodules and they were like okay but if you rest your voice you can maybe like save it and um it was just in that time where i was like am i gonna have to have this operation am i not and then um i was sitting with jazz and she was like you need you can't have a career like this you can't not tour you can't do anything like that so yeah got it done and then it was just this weird like cocktail of like being back in you know you think you're making so much progress and then like in a snap second you're back in your old bedroom with you can't make music after making it for five years straight every day wow and just like having an influx of like opinions on you and like weird hate comments and stuff like that and you're just like oh my god it just made me feel super sad wow yeah hold on i've got so many lame. questions i need yes. to ask you all the questions go for it did the benny blanco session ever happen it did i haven't been back so oh what because of covid so i couldn't go back couldn't go back to la couldn't tour all of no- 2019 did my first show 2020 COVID said no ma'am <laughs> <laughs> and, and again this year like all the festivals are, like Glastonbury's oh. cancelled so yeah everything is it's just straight dandy it's gorgeous yes. Yay. No, but I, I am I'm, I am grateful for like obviously everything that happened last year but how was the operation move. how was the, the the nodules removal operation it was fine it was like, I feel like I mean Ella's been on this podcast as well and I think yeah. Ella has Ella's just, been through this yeah Ella just went through it as well and Becky Hill's just gone through it and Becky mess- we were on the same label and she messaged me just before and asked how it was and I think the thing is as well if you catch it just before it gets too bad like that's the best time right now I, w- I mean I wish I had it done in 2020 so I could like I don't know I- everything happens for a reason um, you were supposed to be touring this year I was or last year I suppose last year yeah sad that that didn't happen how how far into the planning of that were you had you sort of got a set list together had you got your dance move down yeah oh i was ready i i also i've been trained in like musical theater performing like i feel like i'm more a performer sometimes than i am like a studio buddy so like i'm ready to get out there vibe and just have a great time um but well i had like a whole tour plan like a little europe tour um and yeah and it was really cool and it was like a headline tour and stuff so i was gonna go and hang out with my uh you know my greasy gang (laughs) Um, european greasies yeah exactly and um and then i was actually supposed to be i don't know if i'm even allowed to say it but i was supposed to be touring with Lauv. Wow. Yeah. So I was supposed to be his support um for that tour in 
uh october time and i was like really hoping it's gonna happen and then they just cancelled it so it's not like it's like happening still so um yeah brixton academy one day <laughs> i'll come for you one day but you know it's all good we love us we love a zoom i was gonna say you're the queen of zoom yeah I don't we love a on zoom. The street. yes i have i call myself gracie the zoom fairy <laughs> um with the power to mute whoever i please yeah if i don't like you shh. goodbye see ya <laughs> now should we go back to where it all started yes tell me if this is wrong okay brighton born yes always into performing arts at schools yes spotted at 16 started songwriting yes went to brit school c signed to Anne marie's manager yes stardom uh Where stardom yeah. well yeah we'll see um how did you find growing up in brighton how was that did you love it because i love I'm, I'm from preston and i love the fact that i'm from preston yeah yeah i i mean brighton's amazing it's like i feel i'm just gonna say this because i know all of my brighton friends are gonna absolutely rinse me i'm from outside brighton i'm from uh, uh hayward teeth but um when i went into interviews my press people were like um hayward teeth isn't really well, well known so <laughs> it's not been killed but um i did spend like all my weekends in brighton growing up so i do feel like i have like a huge connection with Brighton and stuff and like all of my friends went to Brighton College so yeah no I feel like Brighton's like such an amazing place and it's like the kind of place that everyone accepts everyone and like that is 100% like where I want to be like in a place where you could walk down the street in a chicken suit and no one like really cares it's fine you can do whatever you want and people are just like really creative and inspiring and amazing so yeah I love Brighton it's the best place ever what were you like in school which group were you in I guess is my question you know what i had like a really i was in the weird we bopped around to every single group group okay like i I feel like i was like good mates with everyone um i didn't really i don't think i really had beef with anyone but yeah me and my friends are just like i literally didn't care about the whole hierarchy in school or anything yeah you know what actually i did when i was at when i went to school in like brighton area i did but um, when I, I ended up going to Brit and Brit, like the best thing that I learned from Brit is that like, every, you know, it doesn't actually matter. Like everyone's just got to be, it's encouraged to like completely be who you are and be yourself. And yeah. I feel like then I just became who I am and I found my friends and I found like who I wanted to kind of be. And yeah, they just teach you good morals there, I think. So big advocate of Brit. Big advocate. I've got to, you know, big it up because I spent like a lot of my teen years there and uh, yeah. I'm fascinated by that place, but we'll come to it. Everyone is. Everyone is. It's a... Ella went. Ella Rare, who did the podcast. She was... I saw her in her musical when I joined. No way. And then she left. It's crazy. There's so... Yeah. Brit is a... It's a crazy place. And you started songwriting young. I like the fact you had the most early 2000s problem when songwriting, (laughs) which is that you recorded them on your phone but you didn't have enough storage on your phone so you only got a chorus and a verse i did i did it's sometimes enough uh, to be honest probably f- at my benefit because any more of that it would have been i shouldn't be in this situation 100 yeah. percent. you don't want a second verse of that song at 15 because you know the first song you wrote right yeah it's called pinky finger pinky finger yeah pinky finger yes with the cherry on top hey my actually, is that how it went yeah it was like pinky finger with the cherry on top smile together and never ever stop frowns are bad but smiles are good keep it through the neighborhood 
That was a year four original. Yeah, and yeah, I my, can see that on Radio One A list. I feel like it's it is the next single, but I don't know. People are people are questioning it, but I think <laughs> they just got this is gonna bite the bullet. It's great. The A and R don't know if that should be the one, but you're like, I'm I like, think that's the one. I'm like, this is this is it. This is it. No, but um, yeah, Pinky Finger was a jam, and actually, my best mate from um school can still sing that to me. Yeah, wow. and uh, another one called Smile, which I don't know if you want me to drop right I now. I do want to hear Smile. So, what? No, no. Your smile is... <laughs> no, what? I'm so bad. Your smile is the sunshine and your weakness is my brain. Ooh. Sometimes sunny, sometimes not. Wait, start it all again. There's no point in loving you if I'll never love again. It was, it was deep for a year four. That's intense. Almost certain it was about Zac Efron in High School Musical <laughs> 1. Gorgeous, right? And I feel like normally with these interviews, I have like a really nice, like linear path that goes through people's age. But I've just got loads of random questions for you. What I love the, that. What the f*** happened on the Inca Trail? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you really did your research here. I'm so impressed. Yeah. So I am actually the least graceful grace in all of the land. Um, and I went to Peru and I wanted to go on the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, which is like a four day hike. And it's like pretty intense. And I was having a great time. I saved up and I got my little boots and I was ready to rock. Sure. Actually, I say I got my boots. You're supposed to get them four months before. And obviously I left it two weeks before. <laughs> so I got my boots and I, I went off to Peru and I vibed hard, hard vibe. And I was in my hostel like the night before I was supposed to climb the Inca Trail and I fell off the bunk bed real hard vibe which is super rock star i know <laughs> and i'm sure everyone's like oh my god she's crazy but yeah, um wow. yeah i fell off my bunk bed which is amazing um shout out fred my brother for putting his bag on the ladder like leaning against the ladder i was just trying to go for a pee and it was a huge mess damn you fred damn you fred Cute and then that you went traveling with your brother he's amazing he's That's great cool. um and my cousin uh and my mom and dad 10 out of 10 they, they were with my you. mom and dad my mom and dad quit their jobs um the year before covid so 2019 and quit their jobs and went traveling for like four months legends they're like the coolest parents ever they're so great um and it was literally like my mum and dad's idea she was like i really want to go um so we're like i'll definitely go with you and my brother was out there he's a medic and he was helping like in peru and stuff and yeah we went to the ink trail and then i decided you know i was like okay my foot really hurts it <laughs> it really hurts but you know i do you know fall off things a lot and it's sure. gonna be fine i've paid a lot of money to be here so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna assume it's bruised and it'll be fine in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, skip to me being at the top of the highest point of uh, the Inca Trail with intense altitude sickness because it took me so long to walk up there and I shouldn't have been up there for that long. Being sick, being like fainting, almost like gas, gas and air. Whoa. Um, it, was, it wasn't It was um, the best experience. Big up Jules, my cousin, for helping me through that situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend to a friend, but uh, just don't break your foot. It's, it's such an amazing experience, though, for sure. But don't break your foot. Just don't break your foot before. I got back to the UK and um, I was like, right, it's not it's not healing. It's not getting better. The sign ain't right. Sign ain't right. So I went to uh, Amy and they were like, yeah, you've uh, you've really badly fractured your foot. Oh, so. God. And she said if it wasn't for my two-week-old boots, I uh, would have really damaged my foot. But because they were so... They, oh, 
like acted like a cast because they were so new that um my foot didn't roll anywhere so it was perfect food's here yes i'm gonna go and get it yes you are gonna stay with the mics on if you want to entertain people fine if your you smell is my sunshine <laughs> and your weakness is my rain exclusive next single exclusive i actually might go for a week don't you do that Gracie, welcome to dinner at my house. Thank you. I really, really appreciate this. This is the first time I recorded a podcast, right? Oh, I did not say I was the least graceful person. <laughs> Wine nearly went. Let me give that ketchup a good. This is the first time I've recorded the podcast and actually been starving. Yeah, I'm pretty hungry, to be fair. Okay, so I told you I would jump around a little bit during the podcast. So Inca Trail happened. What's the songwriting group? that you were part of because you got did you get signed or was this just like a group of mates is this Cinemania yeah right can I firstly say yeah absolutely huge advocate of this burger yes you've complete a posh burger big thumbs up and I actually feel like I'm growing as a person now wow look at me go didn't take anything out gorgeous gorgeous food that's so grown up of a you. A stunning situation. I mean, it's completely normal, uh, but I feel like I've accomplished a lot today, so that's great. Do you want to have a bite of burger before you tell me the story? Um, uh, yeah, that would that be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're part of a songwriting group? Yeah, it was like a... So the guy who runs it is this guy called Brian Higgins. He wrote, Do you believe in love after love? I'm aware of that song. Um, yeah, so I worked at this when I was 16. I was putting these like sound clouds, absolutely dreadful, potentially even worse than my year four debut single. I don't believe it. <laughs> um, I mean, I can play them to you if you really want, but um, they're absolutely dreadful. And they originally, I think, offered me to come in and audition as, for a girl band, um, which, and because they did all the Girls Aloud stuff, they did like some of the Scout for Girls stuff. Like it was like proper, like iconic, like uh, like my childhood anyway. Like, so what like, are they loved called? It. They're called Xenomania. So what is it? A label or a manager? What is it? everything? It, it was like label publishing. Like 
They wrote all the songs. Everything was in-house. And wow. I used to literally run from like ballet after school to this um, like house in the middle of, I think it's in like Guildford or like Kent or I don't know, one of the two. And I get on the train and I go there and they pick me up from the station and I do just melodies for like three hours. Wow. Different tracks. So they probably have every single melody that's ever entered and exited my head <laughs> on their like computer. They'll be like, uh, Grace, uh, don't need love. We are owed publishing because you actually- uh... Where's our 20% Grace? And I'll be like, no, not, not having that. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's where I kind of started off. And like Emanike went through, started off in uh, Zen Zenomania. I and, never like, knew that. Yeah, lo it's so crazy. Cause like when I then started as a writer in the industry out of Xenomania, you just bump into people and then you'd be like, oh, you worked at Xenomania as well. Like I wrote um, my first ever song that came out for another artist with was uh, Jonas Blue and Ray's By Your Side when oh, I was- Banger. Thank you. That was my like left school, living the dream. I'm a songwriter now, mom. Yeah, I made it, mom. That was written with uh, the Invisible Men who also went through Xenomania as well. Um, so yeah, it's like a good little talking point. That's really cool. Yeah, cool. How does that work? Do they sign you or are you? is that your job? Like what a weird little, I think this is quite cool because this is such a quirky little way into the industry. But it's clearly a way in that a lot of people, mm. a lot of people have taken, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are surprised being like, oh, usually it's like you do artist projects and then become a writer. And when I kind of say like, oh, no, I started as a songwriter for like four years and then did my artist project. People are like, what? Like, doesn't really make sense. So it all happened through Xenomania and there are quite a lot of people that kind of did a similar thing when, yeah. yeah it's nice and it, it, it helped me as well because I was very sure especially with like by your side like I, I originally was gonna sing it and then I decided like I needed to figure out who I was as an artist if I wanted to go down that route I was just vibing mm. and I actually went to school with Ray as well and she's wicked so that's sick it. you went to Brit school with her mm-hmm that's really cool. yeah she's amazing that's so then you did that and then you went to then you went to Brit school other way around oh okay. yeah yeah, yeah. So um, I I remember like my like form tutor was like Grace like because I knew I didn't want to do musical theatre like as soon as I got there I was like this isn't for me yeah it's super fun but um I just saw like how my mates were kind of vibing with it and I was just like not as interested I was interested in like how the scores were made and all of that stuff and then I was like oh maybe I want to do writing um and then that's when I started putting things on SoundCloud and then I went to media and then she was like where are you going to uni? And I was like, girl, I'll go to Universal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you regret giving that? That was such that... a lame joke. I really apologize. I think that was good. Literally um, just signed there so I could say that. No, I'm joking. But look at you now, right? And this perfectly moves me on to right now because look at you now, Gracie merch. You've got Gracie merch. <laughs> Woohoo! How sick's that? I should have brought you a fun Gracie merch top. I didn't want to say, but yeah, I would, have, uh. I would love that. I, I I do it's very fun and very strange having little merch items I love just giving them to my family exclusively um, <laughs> and be like if you're not wearing a merch top all of the time every day of your life I'll be pretty upset with you guys so. you're not a real Gracie it's fan you're not really point. supporting me so come on mum <laughs> yeah. so what came first for you so you did you did the the songwriting thing you did Brit School then you got did you get signed to a management or did you go label or public how did it work um, so after I, I went to Xenomania and I didn't have management, but I did get 
a like paid a kind of weekly wage i guess cool. it, was, it wasn't loads but it was like definitely i was like whoa i'm getting paid to do something i would definitely do for free like i used to go home and like make my own songs up over like beat like pharrell beat so i was just like this is literally a dream yeah um and then i got a lawyer actually i feel like lawyers are like really underrated members of the music industry because my lawyer changed my life she made me feel so heard and so understood and she didn't make me feel like an idiot little like 16 year old girl she made me like she like asked me do I, what do you want to do like what do you see for yourself and I was like I really want to be a writer I want to find a, a manager that I can really like relate to and like understand and then I met Jazz who's my manager now shout out Jazz Sherman shout out Jazz Sherman and Jazz was uh, 23 at the time so I used to go and like stay at Jazz's house on her like she used to she bought me a little sofa bed insane um, and she was like an intern at uh, Rocket so she was like this i think whoa you were with her young like that was oh, yeah, early yeah. In i've been her. with jazz for six years so wow she's and she's like it's been amazing to see her blossom and grow into like she's the strongest like boss of a manager and rocket was elton john's yeah thing right yeah the old ltj so that was <laughs> that was crazy experience as well but um she was she's amazing and I, I went through jazz and then me and jazz have just been like little partners in crime together and she, you know it's been amazing to see her like absolutely smash it with Marie. i was gonna say most people know her th- because she's Marie's man yeah yeah and um yeah i mean they're like amazing as well so it's it's, it's like a little girl girl squad Big up Jazzy Sherman. Yes. Jeez. And I guess a lot of people would know you from the 220 kid, Don't Need Love. Yes. Which, by the way, should have been called Swipe Left, Swipe Right. I mean, they actually did suggest that and I vetoed it. What the hell? <laughs> they actually, they, but they wanted to change it halfway through and I already changed because of Twitter one of my other songs from Gone to Alone in My Room. And I was like, I can't do another one. So I was <laughs> like, nah, we're not doing this, guys. It's not, not a thing. That, I think, is one of the most iconic lines in music from last year no way i oh. think so swap lips swap right hey that's up. it's real good that isn't it <laughs> i <laughs> think you. every now and again you find lines in music i think actually Anne marie is a fair example of that with friends yeah yeah, yeah. And like you get these and 2002 things. as well yeah yeah, I think yeah, yeah, totally. Love Ambrude. So um, I'm really bigging up my gals yeah, right now. Really bigging up you. Yeah, you are. I like that. <laughs> you get these things every now and again that really stick with you. And swipe left, swipe like right is really one of those things that just sticks in your head forever. Do you remember when where you were where that started to blow up and you were like, "This is a real thing"? Because I, <laughs> I know I, I sort of knew about you before that, and then I saw you like you know you're on you're on with scott mills on radio one and then the chart mm. show it was all sort of happening yeah uh, to be honest it was it was so overwhelming and crazy because it was 220 kids first single and um i heard it like playing it I, in like this there's a studio called the dairy um and i heard it because like I, I feel like he was like kind of on the scene like writers and stuff i heard the chorus it was insane um the other right like the writers who wrote the chorus and everything and all of the it like absolutely it was originally like a quite a slow acoustic song bill and ted and 220 kid like made it into you know the kind of the vibe the vibe and then i was like this is sick this is so cool and then he also signed to my label and we were like shall we just do this and yeah. i was like i will always like go with songs that i like believe in as a, i had absolutely no idea what it was going to do what it did because it was like my third single and his second 
and we were in the middle of a global pandemic so I just did it because I liked it and um yeah and I felt it was the right and it felt like it resonated with me and stuff so yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a weird one when it started picking up seven months later <laughs> in the it, middle of lockdown. It just sort of settled there for a minute and then flew. Yeah, it was it was super weird because I feel like it always felt really good and it definitely like as it started. It, I think when you release a song, like it kind of it's this weird thing where it's really special to you and it was a really special song for me and and 220 kid and then you know it kind of it did things it did bits it did well for like the position we were both in like it got like like a couple million streams yeah and then um i think scott mills made it his tune of the week and he was like such a big advocate of it and yeah he kind of helped pick it up um and then as did like other other you know stations and it was it just helped it kind of you know vibe away it was really really lovely and awesome to like spend that time i was with my family um in lockdown <laughs> when you said that i was like yep i know exactly where i was i didn't move for three months <laughs> <laughs> i can give you the exact location i was watching my the, sofa yeah watching the chase uh, with a <laughs> glass of gin and tonic so yeah that is genuinely how i celebrated when it got to top 10 so no better way no better way no better way damn who, you cinnamon who yes. needs prism <laughs> <laughs> when you got my parents living room exactly and they say the box is the place to go out no 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 no, no ma'am have you have you watched the chase <laughs> my god it's a good show good old bradley wolf um you, you get a gold disc for that record yeah I, I, platinum now oh yeah yeah platinum now where is that disc do you show it off in your house i i, I have uh you know when you're like i've got to put that on the wall and I haven't it's just resting by my desk oh. um but I actually like I like taking it back to my parents like because I had one for like by your side and then like ritual with Rita and stuff so I feel like it's nice to have them around but I feel like it also feels like incredibly wanky as well sometimes don't be silly put it out get in the toilet yeah I don't really I don't know maybe when I'm when I'm older and I have multiple rooms but currently not at that level right now confined to my bedroom confined to my when I'm alone in my room hey uh and your new EP's out Art of Closure it is yeah yeah how does it feel to give birth to a thing like that because this is I guess my question is how did you choose what went on there and then what you gave away um I think think i i've always thought it's really different like i've always separated the two because it it took me a while to really figure out who i was as like an artist and actually the lead like kind of single off that is a song called 99 percent which kind of got me signed 99 99 yeah um and that that literally got me signed to my label so that was kind of a pillar point for a lot of um the songs so all in every session that i wrote all of the other songs i'd played 99 percent. so i was like it's gotta go first um and, and, it, is, and it has gone first it it's has first gone first on, it certainly is um so yeah i feel like all of those songs just felt really special it they're all written after the uh, my voice operation and like after the whole situation that i went through in 2019 um and then all finished off in lockdown so it's like my mini mini uh lockdown to the global lockdown yeah, I like it's a that. lockdown ep the art of closure it's a lot of lockdown in there did you read what people said about it online 
Yeah, I did, but I feel like I've definitely learned to not really care because I, any song I release, it's definitely to a point where if you don't like it, I'm in the mindset that I'm like, oh, well, that's a shame. I love it. I don't care. Um, I think that's the Did only way. Did people say they didn't be. like it? I didn't really see any of that. No, not necessarily. I feel like it's not. It's no. I don't think so. I mean, I didn't read it. If they did, sure. Um, I'm but just gonna cut up the the shroom burger. The shrooming. Crazy, crazy. Are you, are you going to have some of it? Are you going to have a taste, right? I shall try it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, sh- I shall try. Yeah. I shall try. Do you want to try a bit? Wait, it's nearly... just one big mushroom. Gracie, it's, I'm sad to say we're nearly at the end of the podcast. Ah, uh, Which is cool. sad. So I just want to... Oh, there's no time for this burger. What a shame. No, no. There's... <laughs> there is time. There's no time. We've, we've told oh, your no. car to wait at the gates. <laughs> um, do you want to have a try of it? Yeah, go on. Let's do you like that. where are you at with mushrooms not keen on the texture it just okay. makes me feel odd but i'm gonna give it a go you know ready three two uh, one my bite was way too big Same. Mm. Mm. if you like mushrooms that's all right mm-hmm gorgeous oh no are you okay yeah gorgeous. do you want to spit it out no no way Weird texture, I don't get it. Nah, not into it. Everything around it, gorgeous, but... Ah, no, it's okay. It's God, okay. Gracie, you really struggled with that. Mm-hmm. You're chasing that with water. Mm-hmm. And wine. And wine, yeah. I think I might be a bit drunk. I think I am a little bit as well, actually. Okay, fam. I, I didn't eat before I came here, so no. I feel like one glass of wine and a half is enough what's, to what's, tip me over. What's funny, right, is I noticed this from you. Gracie, do you? Are you okay? Yeah, I just smashed it. I'm so oh sorry. my god! Do your friends call you Grace or Gracie? Uh, they call me both. I'm gonna call you Grace because it feels more friendly. Yeah, okay. Grace, what I noticed about you is that you were really heavy on the booze until about half an hour ago, and then you just stopped. And I, I was like, know. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna have to stop now because this is getting dangerous. I'm gonna start like, I'm gonna start singing um all of my karaoke hits soon. And um, talking about smashing karaoke hits and smashing life. Yes. Performing at Ali Pali, which is near my house. Yeah. You're near there now. What that was my old ends as well. I used Is to live it? around here. I used to live near Muswell Hill. Well, that's exactly what. Well, sort of near where I live. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to give it away. No. Um, you performed at Ali Pali for Four Music. Yes, it was amazing. It was really cool. Ali Pali is my favourite venue, and it's one of my favourite ever gigs. Was I saw Lord in Ali Pali, cool. and I stood at the front, watched um, watched her and cried for multiple hours because mm. she's incredible, amazing, never been seen before, um, can't be, can't ever be replaced. So we love Lord, and yeah, it was emotional. And you performed there. So, and not with a crowd. No, it's for it's for t- for tele. I mean, not yeah, no. At one day, I'd love to. I'd love to perform at Ali Pali. Whether I'm like supporting someone or whether it's my own show, I would absolutely love that. I'd be sick. And you did something. I think you did what would be a real highlight for my career because it means so much to me and it was such a big thing in my life. You also performed on CBBC. Yeah. Oh my sick. god, so sick, so sick. fun. I was so excited, but also. When I tell you I was nervous, I was almost sick. Was that live? It was live. My, that was my no. first ever live performance. And before I was, I couldn't, my in-ears were, had broken. So I did my three, um, you get like three little sound checks 
we got up to like the end of the chorus and I was so mortified like embarrassed because I couldn't hear the click or I couldn't hear my sound properly so I was literally guessing and then um my sound guy managed to fix them and I literally didn't have a sound check before I went out and I was like no ma'am if this goes wrong (laughs) I almost didn't tweet about it because I was like oh no the greasy gang they're really gonna come for me (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna really come for me but um the memes will be out but they didn't the greasy gang backed yeah but it was it was really fun and it was it was really cool to see how it all works i have such like high respect for all the like presenters because i i did not know it was that much work yeah it's a lot of work not all presenting work is in your house getting pissed eating food i know right <laughs> really not you know what the aftertaste of that is really nice oh the mushroom burger yeah i feel like i i would i would maybe try it again but i'm quite full Put that on the poster. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'd maybe try it again. I would maybe try her again. Maybe, maybe not. What's next for you, Gracie? Um, I'm, re- I'm really excited about this year. I've got, um, I think, my favourite ever song coming out soon. What? Hold on, hold on. So this is something that's not on the EP. Oh, yeah. No, the, the EP is is now done. Everything. I feel like I, I, whenever I do an EP or a mini album, whatever they are, um, they're always like, end of chapters in my life like imposter syndrome was like the moment i was like cool i'm not in i'm not interested in that person anymore in my life moving on living my life yes and then art of closure was like my voice surgery like moving forward onwards and upwards uh lockdown la la la. and now we're moving forward we're thinking it's got to be up tempo it's got to be vibey with yes. you know we're playing around with like things that i used to love in my childhood and i've been working with like some really cool people been in the old studio with the old craigie d oh the boy yeah yeah what and, a legend yeah and just like being inspired by people like that so you may, maybe i'll you know maybe craigie i'll jump on the old g- garage vibes whoa i know but i'm really i'm really excited i've got um got some exciting little things coming up soon what can i hear can you give me what can you tell me about the next single can i have the title can i have the word or could i have a note from it it is it's a collaboration with two people cool there you go cool I say that, but it also has not been fully confirmed. Who knows? The mix though? has not been finalised, so we will we will see. But it's a great song, even if I, I'll be a writer on it, even if I don't sing it. So we'll see. And I think that's a good point to end things. Yes. Um, Amazing. Gracie, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the day. I'm going to chug my podcast. wine now. But yeah, just before you chug it, because we're not quite finished and we've got half a bottle, so you ain't leaving yet. <laughs> she spat it out straight away. We, tonight, on Dangerous Dinners... <laughs> <laughs> Backwash that hard. <clears throat> we hard. tonight on the Dangerous Dinners podcast, we had Posh Burgers. My guest was the one, the only. It's Gracie. Uh, Gracie, how would you rate the food tonight? Any good for you? Really, genuinely good. And I'm, I'm getting there. I'm really embarrassed that I'm a fussy eater. I'm so sorry to anyone that was like, she's super lame. Greasy gang, we see you. We see you. There's big things coming in 2021. It's the one. It's the only. It's Gracie! Yay! Thank you so much! Putting the star in one-star reviews. It's the Dangerous Dinners Podcast. Oh, whoa. What a joy that was. I think, um, I'll be honest with you, I think I was quite drunk by the end of that podcast. I think I was... didn't really remember it. I had to edit when I was edited. I was like, I don't remember all these things I was saying. 
too much wine. I guess that's the point of the podcast, though, right? That's the sort of reason I wanted to make this, was to get celebs over to my house and give them booze. Um, what a joy. I hope you enjoyed. We'll be back next Thursday. Another really good episode next Thursday, actually. Next episode is quite serious in parts. Um, look forward to that. If you've not given us a review yet, scroll down, give us a five-star review. And why don't you subscribe while you're at it? And we'll see you same time next time. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.